Hi, and welcome to Fussifern Christian Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message, and it will both challenge and inspire you. Uh, good morning, church. How are we? Isn't it good to be gathering? I think if COVID has taught us one thing, it's that we can't take gathering for granted. It's, uh, it really is so good to be able to get together. And look, I really want to thank Pastor Dennis and Pastor Jane for the opportunity to be able to talk with you today about the work of compassion, the Christ-centred, church-based, child-focused organisation who've been releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name for 70 years this year. It actually began in 1952 during the Korean War where an American evangelist went to preach to the American troops but while he was there saw the devastation and the destruction and he rescued 34 orphans in 1952 and Compassion has grown from that point. 34 kids in 1952 to the point where today there's just over 2.1 million children who are currently in the program. So God is really doing some great things with compassion. But look, as well as thanking Pastor Dennis and Pastor Jane, I, I want to give a special shout out and thanks to Annette Freiburg. Yeah. Who loves Annette? Yeah. Isn't she great? She has been a fantastic church coordinator for compassion. She's regularly contacting us and asking about the children and about the supporters and how we can improve our partnership and I think she's doing a brilliant job. She let me just check my notes here. Uh, ask about kids, about sponsors, doing a brilliant job. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all you asked me to say about that, Annette. <laughs> but uh, look, just as a way of introducing myself, because I haven't been here before, you don't know me that well. So just as a way of getting to know me a little bit. When you get to know me, you, you'll understand that I'm a bit of a ponderer sometimes. I like to sit and ponder some of the mysteries of the universe. And I thought I'd share some of my recent ones with you today. I've, I've called these Help Me Understand. So the first one is Help Me Understand how jeans that are full of holes and rips cost $150 from the shops, but perfectly good jeans with no holes in them only cost $35 from Big W. Help me understand that. I mean, let alone the sunburn aspect that you've got to deal with. <laughs> and maybe I'm showing a little bit of my age there, but help me understand how scientists tell us that there's billions of stars in the universe, which we believe, yet as soon as we see a wet paint sign, we've just got to touch it just to see if it's true. And all the painters and builders said, amen. And help me understand when optional oils became essential. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, if you got a headache, you, you would just take a Panadol, lie down for a couple of hours and it'd go away. But now you get a headache and you've got some oils that you dab a bit behind the ears and a couple of drops under the tongue and... Then you have a Panadol lie down for a couple of hours and it goes away. And look, they're, they're just some of the... <laughs> Pastor Dennis is probably thinking, where is this going? Who is this going? But they're just some of the, the fun things that I, I ponder sometimes. But I do also really 
ponder on some of the, the bigger issues as well. Like, help me understand how in Australia, every single year, every single one of us, on average, throw 297 kilograms of edible food in the bin. Yet 3.1 million children around the world won't reach their fifth birthday due to malnutrition. Help me understand that. Help me understand how 1.6 billion people, 20% of the planet, are still living in substandard housing. Yet in Australia, there's up to 7 million empty bedrooms in homes every single night. Help me understand that. And help me understand how Australia is one of the most affluent, wealthy, highest standard of living nations on earth. Yet the studies show that one in three Australians suffer with some form of anxiety. Help me understand that. I think that paints a pretty clear picture that the accumulation of stuff doesn't bring happiness. The accumulation of wealth doesn't bring peace. It might bring choices, but it doesn't bring peace. And look, I, I might not understand everything, but one thing I do know is that in Australia, we are truly blessed. But that blessing has a purpose. That blessing has a reason. And that is so that we can reach out and help those who are less fortunate than ourselves. To help the poor and the needy. And so at Compassion, we are so incredibly grateful for your church partnership. I think it's just amazing that as individuals and families within Fassifern Christian Church that you are right now in this moment helping 53 children to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. That is fantastic. Well done, church. Well done. And I just want to show you their faces. I'm not sure. Uh, oh, sorry. And, and those 53 children, they are mostly in the city of Medan. That's where you are partnering. That's where uh, most of the children that you are sponsoring are from, which many of you have visited. Many of you have seen the, the work of compassion in action. But it's from the city of Medan and beyond. And I want to show you their faces. I'm not sure how clearly you can see them there, but these are the faces of your sponsored children. These are the ones that you have chosen. And I wanted you to see their faces so that you would know that every one of these kids are individuals created in the image of God with a godly plan and a godly purpose for their life, which is being stolen from them for no other reason but the location and the environment that they were born in. But because you have chosen to sponsor these kids, you are giving them a hope and a future. Not only for them as individuals, but also 
you're inspiring their families and you're empowering their local church as well. And I love that because not only are you sponsoring these 53 children, but many of you are writing letters to them as well. In the last 12 months, there's been over 133 letters that have been written from sponsors to the children and children to the sponsors. And can I just say that these letters, if any of you have been to the field, you know how much the children treasure these letters. They bring words of life. They bring words of hope. They bring words of encouragement. They bring words of Jesus that just help them to rise above their situation and cause them to believe for a better future. So if you are sponsoring one of these children or you have sponsored a child in the past, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your generosity. You really are making a very real difference in the life of those children, especially in this COVID-19 season. I'm not sure if you're aware or not, but the COVID-19 pandemic has actually supercharged poverty around the world. The World Banking Organisation has estimated that at least 150 million people who had worked their way out of poverty have been pushed back into it again. Because we need to understand that these countries where compassion works, that there is no government stimulus package. There is no financial aid. These families, they, they work hand to mouth. If they don't work that day, they don't eat that day. And we've heard story after story of families who literally on their last meal and did not know where their next meal was going to come from, the next day having the local church turn up on their doorstep with a month's worth of groceries because of your sponsorship. You really are making a difference. Because life is tough for these kids. We've got to understand lockdown for these kids in Medan, Indonesia. It's not in a four-bedroom home with two living areas and two bathrooms. It's in a little, little shack, not much bigger than our standard garden shed. Seven or eight members of the same family, no running water. No refrigerators, no pantries. That's lockdown for these kids. But even in the middle of all of that, compassion is committed to making sure that every registered child is known, loved and cared for. So what does your sponsorship look like at the moment? What's happening in Indonesia right now? As you can see, life's been pretty tough for these kids. But Compassion is committed to making sure that every single one of them has the health care that they need, has the nutrition that they need, the education that they need to overcome these challenges. And we do that by coming alongside the local church in their area, local church in their region. Like for you, coming along the local churches in Medan, and introducing these kids to a sponsor, someone like you, someone like me, 
who writes letters to them, who prays for them, who financially supports them and lets them know that they matter. They matter to God and they matter to us. And it builds a hope within them that really is more powerful than poverty. I tell you, church, we really do have an opportunity to make a difference in the life of another. We really do. Because I believe that as followers of Jesus, we've got at least two things happening in our life right now. There's many things that Jesus is doing in our life all the time, but at least two things are happening right now. Number one, every single follower of Jesus has the power of the Holy Spirit within them. And number two, every follower of Jesus has the resources of the kingdom of heaven available to them. Our job is to steward those kingdom resources well. And that's what I want to talk to you a little bit about today. I want to talk a little bit about releasing the kingdom potential that's within each and every one of us to make the difference in the life of another. Because when I look across this room this morning, I am convinced that this is a room full of potential life changes. Because we do have the Holy Spirit within us and we do have the resources of the kingdom of heaven available to us to steward well. So I've called this message today, Release the Increase. Because I believe that there's more in you than you realise. Release the increase. And I want to have a look at Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. This is Jesus with his disciples. And he's sharing a parable with them. Sharing a, a, a story that's got a, a spiritual context about it. Something to help them in their journey. And I believe that Jesus was trying to help the disciples understand the impact and the power that's actually locked up within them that needs to be released. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 31 and 32, Jesus told them another parable. He said, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it's the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it's the largest of garden plants. It becomes a tree, so that the birds come and perch in its branches. Look, I don't know about you, but every time I read that parable about the mustard seed, there's always two things that come to mind about the potential that's in my life and that's in your life and the growth that God wants to bring to you and to me. And the first thing I see when I see that passage of Scripture is that God's plan is for us to grow. Though it's the smallest of seeds, yet when it grows, not if it grows, but when it grows. I tell you, church, God's plan for you and for me is to keep growing. Whether you've been following God for five minutes or 50 years, there's still more. There's still more potential within you that God wants to get out. There's still more things He wants you to do. If you've still got breath in your lungs today, God has not finished with you yet. There's still more potential within you. Not if it grows, but when it grows. So you think about it. The DNA of that, that, that big tree was already packed within the seed. There was nothing else needed to be added to that seed. Everything, all the DNA, everything that was in that seed 
to become a large tree was already there. All that seed needed to do was be planted in the right environment and it would unfold. It would unpack. And can I just encourage you, church, one of the ways that we're going to see God's potential released within us and to see God's growth come out from within us is if we just stay planted, planted in God's house, planted in the kingdom and endure all seasons. As Pastor Dennis was saying earlier on, it's a pretty tough season that we've been in with thing upon thing upon thing and it's easy to get dislodged. It's easy to, to get unstuck. But if we just stay planted, we will see God's potential released and unfold within us. Just this week, I was driving home from the Gold Coast to Toowoomba. I live in Toowoomba and I was driving along, uh, I was just about to hit the Gatton Bypass. And I thought I'll just drive through Grantham because I knew that they just had the floods there and and I just wanted to just drive through the town and just pray over it, that, that God's hand would be upon them. And as I was driving from Gatton to Grantham, I could see at the right-hand side of my, the driver's window where the, the whole Lockyer Creek had been washed wide open. And, and I could see hundreds of these butternut pumpkins just washed up near the road and just sitting in the grass and broke my heart I love butternut pumpkins but what I what I thought when I saw that is I thought now that these have been detached from the vine they are just going to sit and slowly rot over time we've got to stay attached to the vine Jesus said we've got to stay planted and for that that mustard seed to grow into that large tree, it just had to stay planted in the right environment and just endure all seasons. I mean, you think about it, you imagine how many winters and summers and springs and autumns that seed would have seen before its potential was released. And I think it's the same for you and I sometimes, isn't it? There's times in our lives when we feel like we're in summer seasons. And there's times when we feel like we're in winter seasons. And summer season, that's easy to recognise, isn't it? That's, that's when there's just easy growth. Everything you pray for seems to happen. Plenty of rain, plenty of sunshine in the, in the natural and in the spiritual. Just stuff seems to happen. But then comes winter time, doesn't it? Where the leaves start to dry up and fall off. And on the surface, you look at a tree, on the surface, it looks like nothing's happening. It looks pretty bare, pretty ugly. But below the surface where nobody sees, that tree is pushing out wider and deeper than ever before, looking for that substore moisture, which actually creates a foundation for when the next season of summer comes around again, it can hold even more fruit than it could the year before. I want to encourage you, church. Every season that God takes us through adds something to our life. Every season is necessary to build something within us. We just need to endure. That's my first point. Is that God's plan is for us to grow when it grows, not if it grows. And we just need to stay planted. And my second thought whenever I read that passage of Scripture is not only is God's plan for us to grow, but God's plan is for us to grow for a purpose and for a reason. 
Though it's the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it's the largest of garden plants. It becomes a tree so that birds come and perch in its branches. Listen to that again. It becomes a tree so that even the mustard seed had a purpose. Even the mustard seed had a reason to grow and become a large tree, not just to fill a garden, not just to fill a spot, but so that the birds could come and perch in its branches, so that it could become a place of refuge and safety and shade for others. And it's the same for you and I. God wants you and I to grow, but he wants us to grow for a reason, for a purpose, so that we can become a blessing to those around us. I tell you, church, we need to have a so that attitude attached to our prayer life. And what I mean by that is, is when we're praying for God's blessing upon our life, we need to have, follow it up with a so that. Oh, God, I pray for my ministry to grow. That's a good prayer. God wants your ministry to grow as well. But why? Why do you want it to grow? What's your so that? God, I pray for my ministry to grow so that people will know that I'm your favourite. Or God, I pray for my ministry to grow so that I can help other people, help them on their journey. God, I pray for a greater insight into your word, a greater understanding, a deeper understanding of the Bible so that I can show off my knowledge to everyone around me. Oh, God, help me understand your word so that I can help others on their journey, that they might understand your word as well. We've got to have a so that. God, I pray for my business to grow. God, I pray for a pay rise at work. God, I pray for my investments to pay off. God, I pray for your financial blessing on my life. That's a good prayer. God wants your finances to grow, but why? So that I can go on a nicer holiday, and buy another investment property I'm never going to live in. Well, God, I pray for your financial blessing on my life. I pray for more so that I can bring provision to others. I can help the poor. I can be a place of safety and refuge to those around me. I tell you, church, once we lose sight of our so that attached to our prayer life, we could find ourselves in a winter season a little bit longer than God had planned. But when we understand our so that, we will see God's increase in our lives. We'll see God's blessing come our way. And we'll grow from that, that mustard seed into the large tree so that others can perch in our branches. There's a place of safety and refuge. Being sitting with families when they've received news of their sponsorship, and that is the response. It means so much. And I love that video how it just really shows the journey from lack to provision, from unseen to seen, from faith and perseverance to breakthrough. All because 
Someone named Renee in Australia had a so that attitude with the blessing that God had put on her life. And I mean, sponsoring a child, it costs $48 a month, less than $1.60 a day. For all that it adds to that child's life, food, clothing, education, health care, dental care, spiritual care, spiritual discipleship. I think in the big scheme of my life, would, would I miss $1.60 a day? Probably not. But would that $1.60 make a difference in the lives of one of these kids? Absolutely. I know for me and my family, we've chosen to sponsor three children. We've got a, a photo of them. Uh, we've got two in the Philippines and one in the Dominican Republic. That's my daughter, Zara, there. She loves to write letters to the kids. and They're our extended family. We talk of them as our sponsor son and our sponsor daughter and sponsor brother and sponsor sister. And You know what it cost me to sponsor those three children with all that it adds to their life? It costs me less than $5 a day. Less than one cup of coffee a day. And the good news is, is I still have my cup of coffee every day. Because God's got a way of doing that, doesn't he? When we choose to reach out and help others, he seems to increase our capacity. Like Proverbs says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. He's just got a way of doing that, increasing capacity. And maybe... You're sponsoring a child today. I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. You really are helping that child and their family and making a difference. But maybe you've got room for one more. One more sponsor son or sponsor daughter. One more family that could eat from your table. Could be someone like this guy I've got with me today. This guy's name is Solomon. Solomon is from Medan, Indonesia. He's 20 years old this year. So Solomon, he's only got about one or two years left in the program before he graduates. And for Solomon to be needing a sponsor at 19, almost 20 years of age, it's because his previous sponsors would have had to pull out for some reason, most likely due to financial pressure during COVID. So he just needs someone just to help him get across the line, just to finish that last year or two. And he's been waiting 150 days for someone to choose him. And I've got a bunch of children available for sponsorship today from within Medan and just near Medan that you'll be able to visit one day. So if you'd like to sponsor a child or maybe find out more about the work of compassion, then please come and see me at the table. I'd love to talk with you and I'd love to answer your questions. Thank you so much, church. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you were blessed with today's message. You can connect with us at firstfamchristianchurch.com.